forever. Dog. It's time for a goddamn live show. Folks, are you following the the Don't Worry Darling drama? Yes, it seems that Florence Pugh has had enough and she's spilling the fucking beans. All right, I won't vamp with my Don't Worry Darling story. All right, Brett's shuffling in. I think that's Brett. Um, so Olivia Wilde apparently only had one thing on her mind during the shooting of Don't Worry Darling, and that was the young Harry Styles. And Florence herself had to basically, quote, direct the whole thing herself. Quote, me. <laughs> it's not a quote. She had to direct the whole gosh darn thing herself because Olivia the whole time was, A, not being... Oh, shit. Okay. Can I pass my chair? All right. Uh, we have Nosferatu coming in. No, Brett, you passed your chair. You're going to want to come around. Okay, come stage right. Yeah, keep shuffling. Do not step on those light bars. Here he comes, folks. Looking very... <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking very Nosferatu this morning, it, but he can't see a thing. Uh, it's Brett. Now, should I get up and help you sit down? Uh, okay. I big. feel like you're making it harder than it actually is. You can't see it for real? You look awful. You look like Mads Mickelson uh, knocked his head again, against the shelf. Come here. All right. Okay, you're getting in the worst way. There's tech everywhere. There's like drinks all over there. You're sliding into the chair. <laughs> so here he goes, folks. Come here, Brett. You're gonna knock over all your drinks and all the and all the chocolate. Okay, get it up and there you go. Very spooky entrance, and we would like nothing else for the start of the live stream. Welcome everybody to Weekend at Bergman's. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was a long. I had a long night. You look a long night. You were wearing that all night. How long have you been wearing that? You look awful. I was at the club. You're at the club? Here, I gotta change into my human disguise. Hold on. Jesus, that is a terrifying mask. Oh, that, oh, oh. that is. <laughs> you All look right. off. Oh, okay. There you, oh, yeah. Now back to the. There's a fucking look. Yeah. There's a fucking look, folks. Damn, Daniel. Welcome to Weekend at Bergman. Now I'm a human again. Friday morning. Are you at work? Fucking quit your job. Stand up and leave. Don't it do stinks. That. Don't do that. Except Margo. Please, Margo. Margo, please stay. Margo is our wonderful engineer and producer. We appreciate her. Do not leave. But you at home, it's Friday for F's sake. Nope is playing at City Walk, 1230 IMAX. What are you doing? Well, Mar Margo, can we check that? Margo, can you get on Twitch and see? Are we actually on... <laughs> Are we live? Are we live right now? Is this happening? Would you uh, pull, pull up the old Twitch and I'd see like if you see us? Brett to redo the entrance and see if there's any comments like, uh, like, whoa, that's whoa. loud, or like, whoa, there's no sound, or Yo, they uh, look awful, they look terrible. I'm gonna have a sip of coffee. I did have a long night. Oh yeah, what happened? Uh, I was just thinking about this. We thought about doing this last second. And it's, I was, we remember yesterday we were high fiving and we were so excited. And then I went home and was just struck with panic no, uh, as to, uh, I gotta, we gotta be, we gotta be live with it. We've been every, every, I mean, every other episode's been pre recorded. I know. I go so into the much lab, I tweak. Yeah, you tweak and cut and he perfects it. Where's my camera? That's why it's so, that's why There's. it's so good. I, Brett, I don't want you to worry. I want you to think about this. We are here Friday morning, 
in this beautiful theater with these cool ass fang shelves that rule. I see what you did. I got okay, a Dracula I wondered what cape. The idea was it's like here. a fang shelf. It's yeah. cool. And also, Margot's here. It's a beautiful day. And we're talking about Nosferatu and Blade. It's going to be, I mean, what more could you possibly want on a Friday morning? All right. You're at work, we're at work, but instead we're all going to talk about Nosferatu and Blade for FC. We're literally going to go to work after this. Joe has like calls That's fine, later. but right I've got now. to do. So we're all at work, but right now but right we're just now, having fun, baby. Just we're relax. alive. We're undead, baby. Go we're to never going to die. You're never going to die. You're never going to die. We're never going to die. We're going to live forever. Go get yourself a Keurig cup. Go pop it in. Forget the environmental impact and just sip your little coffee and let's talk about Nosferatu They're and terrible. Blade. That's not your fault, though. That's Keurig's that's not, fault. That's not my that's fault. Keurig's fault. Keurig, get your shit together. Margo, are we uh, confirmed that we're live? Oh, we got a thumbs up back there. Any 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 viewers? <laughs> Anybody watching? Give me a, give me Yeah, a, oh, some thumbs up. Well, we appreciate you, up. folks. I think that's two. I think that's two viewers, maybe. Okay, oh, great. I think it's a thumbs up. Maybe it's one viewer or a thumbs up. Well, hey, uh, yeah. hey, hit us in the comments if you're if you're watching. And Margo, you, feel free to just shout out comments as they come. If anybody has any uh, questions or any if, funny comments, like it, we want to suck your blade, would be very funny to put good. in the chat. That's stuff like good. that. That would be great. We're talking vampires. And Brett, I, I, you have a beautiful intro to the show. And yeah, I got I, it right here. I, I know. I'm very excited for that. Anytime. You did a lot of prep work. But I just want to say something to Please, you and yeah, to the fans that I'm excited coffee. about. Folks, something you may not know about me is that I'm a Halloween guy. I'm a tried and true Halloween guy. And I want to welcome you today, July, what, 20th, 21st, 22nd-ish? Yeah. That's what I like to call the start of spooky season, folks. Hell it yeah, is upon baby. us. Countdown. It is time. Countdown you to Halloween. You cannot get enough spooky season if you start on October 1st. If you start watching horror movies on October 1st, you will never be satisfied. There's too many. It goes from July, 20th, July 20th to Thanksgiving. That is spooky season. Hell yeah, baby. Maybe it's not Halloween decoration season today necessarily, but you have to start. you got to pull out your Washington Irving. you got to pull out your Poe. Start you gotta, decorating. You gotta, you gotta throw put some, some skeletons in the window. Throw up a pumpkin. Yeah. Put on a vampire costume. Come to work. Sit down. Do a movie podcast with your friend on your big Go stage. Go exhume a body. Go to the go to your local graveyard and exhume a body. Much like Murnau's body was exhumed and tri trifled with in 2015 by some grave robbers. Did you know that? I did. Isn't yeah, that yeah, cool? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, and there were some spooky uh, remnants left around. Like they had done some ceremony at Murnau's grave. Um, that is so, that's so, it's illegal. Don't do it, but... That's pretty cool fact, folks. He's not really like, I guess, solely based on this movie. Other than this movie, he did like. I know. That's what I was thinking too. Social realist stuff and maybe, sentimental dramas. Maybe people from Sunrise, the, the last South laugh. Pacific were mad about his racist little uh, the South Pacific movie. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, or his anti-Semitic little vampire movie. You know. Um, uh, so uh, let's let's ready to kick it off, Margo. Any comments? Anybody saying anything? Nice. Thank you. Yes, I am channeling uh, Alec Baldwin. This is me as a vampire trying to fit in uh, on the Upper West Side. It's a little social commentary for you motherfuckers. It's pretty funny. On today's episode of Weekend at Bergman, sharpen your steaks and mince your garlic because we've got vampires in the house representing the art house. It's the 1922 German expressionist classic Nosferatu, A Symphony of Horror, directed by F.W. Murnau and starring Max Schreck. And representing the mainstream, it's my Marvel Cinematic Universe, 1998's Blade, starring Wesley Snipes. Joe, are you ready? Hell yeah! Then Margo, hit that audio file that says different drum, giving away the... <laughs> Probably should have named it something else. <laughs> different drum. Here we go. 
you know it, sing along. You know it, kids. Sing along. Every week you and I watch two movies together. Well, not quite together, because we watch them apart. You at your house and me at mine. Whoa. Every week we watch the same two movies. Suck my blood, you undead freaks. But how do we choose these two movies? Well, one is a brilliant, beautiful work of cinematic art, the height of the medium. And the other one is mainstream. I'm talking popcorn, baby. Honey, what endings? But what happens when we watch them? Back to back and have to say, I think I lost it, which one we liked better. Here we go, here we go. And we have to be honest. Welcome. Welcome to Weekend at Bergman's, our first live stream. We're going to watch an art house uh, movie and a mainstream movie. And we're going to tell you uh, tell you which one we like better. And we have to be honest about that. And then the one that we like better is going to go into the canon. And the one that we did not like as much is going to go into the trash canon. And we are never allowed to watch it again for the rest of our godforsaken lives, which will last forever because we are the undead. Uh, welcome to Weekend at Bergman's. My name is Brett Bohm. I'm seated across from our co-host, uh, my co-host, Joe Cilio. And Joe, I have to be honest, out of the gate, here, not since, not since way back at uh, Die Hard versus Jean Dielman have I had to make such a difficult decision as I have to make today. I will be honest with you. I wow. think, and specifically because I'll give a little teaser here before we get into the movies. Uh, specifically because this was a this is this is an impossible decision because these movies are doing entirely different things. They are genre related, uh, which is why we put them together. Um, but right. they I, actually, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry I didn't find this. I think this was actually a listener suggestion. We will, I will, whoever the listener is that suggested these, I will find your name and I will tweet it out. Make sure you get credit. I'm sorry I don't remember right now. I believe this was a listener suggestion though. So the listeners are so good at picking the movies. They're so but, good. But guys, they're so good. You're you're bleeding us dry, like. This is impossible. This is you keep giving us these impossible. It's impossible. Choices. The Red Shoes versus Showgirls, Nosferatu versus Blade. I will. I want to watch these movies. I like Nosferatu and Blade. I, I won't get into how much I like them because I don't want to spoil. I think they both do. I'll give us a little bit of a spoiler. I, I want to watch them. I think they both do what they are trying to do very, very well at the highest level. But they are just doing very different things with the genre. So this is a hard-ass decision. No, this is a yeah, hard-ass no. decision. I, I really, really feel that. Because, yeah, you don't want to you, you don't want to not watch either of these films ever again. But that's not what we do here, Brett. All we have to do is just be honest about which one we liked more in which one was better. That's all we have to do. But Brett is not wrong, folks. It's going to be a doozy. There's no way I'd rather start off spooky season than by going right now, right to the thick of it, right to the heart of it, and just getting right to the point and saying, which movie do you like more? Which movie is better, Blade or Nosferatu? And here we go, folks. Well, so I am I have not decided. I'm also going to be mixing up some blood here for a little game we're going to play. I love that. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, it's okay. We'll, you'll find out. It's fine. It'll be fun. You gonna drink it? Uh, I, I mean, some might get in in one of our mouths. That's that's definitely Ew. a possibility. Um, so no, it'll be fun. It'll be so much fun. You'll find out. Um, but uh, right. I, I will say I, I have not yet decided which which film I'm putting in the trash cannon. I'm gonna let Neither our conversation and the, and the mood uh, dictate. Well, wow. 
Um, I'll tell you what, so I'm people, a little, also, little I will say, but... if you're in the comments on Twitch, if you're watching on Twitch right now, shout out your argument. Why? Which which one should we choose and why? Maybe you will sway me. Sway us. Maybe you will sway me. I'm being, on the fence. Because I, I, being honest is partly, I'm so sorry to step no, on you. No, you're not stepping on your toes. Being honest, part of being honest is, is listening to the, yourself, to that little voice inside of you. Part of being honest is listening to the public, listening to the public discourse and being, you know, being open to changing your mind. So, uh, so if you've got a reason why you think uh, Blade or Nosferatu is better, shout it out in the comments and maybe you will be the one to change my mind and change the very course of my life. <laughs> yeah. Any comments, Margo? Yes, Joe Glad was uh, to see Joe has come around on the theme song. To the extent that he sang along last episode, that was such a I, uh, dear listeners, I cannot tell you the joy in my heart when uh when the the Grinch, the Grinch finally turned and Joe started singing along with the theme song last week. Uh go back and listen to uh Pe- Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant versus uh Devil Wears Prada for that. Joe, what was it? Was it the champagne that finally uh, melted your your cold dead heart? Uh, yeah, it was the Prosecco. The theme song, you know. But the Prosecco definitely got me up out of my chair. I, I was, I was kind of looking forward to Prosecco again, but it is 9 o'clock in, in the morning. So Maybe a tad early, tad early. But also, I feel like maybe if we push this live stream next week, not that we're going to do this every week, but not, you know, to 10, then you know, you could, oh, you know, we could do, we could have Mimosa, and then I'll sing along to the theme song. We could have done Mimosas. We could have done Mimosas. God damn, we could have done mimosas. Now, the game that we're going to play today, um, and it's a game with uh, with stakes, you know, stakes for vampires, stakes what is going for Weekend Bergman. What are you doing? Uh, I'm making blood. Little, I'm inventing, little, uh, I'm inventing course, folks, human blood here. For all you little horror fans. Now, what are you doing here? Because, like, you know, the blood in movies is such a fun thing to talk about. How'd they get that good blood? Why does the blood look so good? All that. Yeah. Now, what are you doing here? I mean, based on, I'm doing a very quick DIY version. You so know, a little raging you'll, you'll bull, find, a little chocolate blood. You'll find recipes uh, online. Uh, you'll find recipes online that have eight to ten ingredients. Uh, there's, there's, you know, heat involved. There's a lot of steps. There's simmering. There's so on and so forth. I'm just doing a quick uh, corn syrup, chocolate syrup, red food dye. Corn mix. syrup, chocolate syrup, red food dye. How's your viscousness? Now, also, what are you gonna? What do you see. think you're gonna do with that? All right. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna play a game um, called Guess the Celebrity's Blood Type. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna. <laughs> So Joe literally is hearing about this for the first time. Uh-huh. That's how we do every week, baby. Joe has no idea what's going on. You okay, know that classic folks. podcast structure where one person puts in hours and hours of work ahead of time and the oh other person God. just rolls up into the oh studio and reacts to shit? Or is it the kind of podcast where one person's so self-centered they think they're the only motherfucker who's ever doing anything? You think I didn't do anything for the fucking podcast this morning? What the fuck is, like, just because you're you. Do you do look great. You do are you. Great. I did all my things for the podcast You do this look fantastic. You look well, very I, good. Well, I really appreciate that. Uh, and if you're watching the live stream, you know you know we dress up every week in in character. Uh, if you if you sign up for Forever Dog Plus, T-Y. you also uh, know that we're that we dress up. But every Brett, week. it's like forty five dollars a week for Forever Dog Plus. Oh no, it's five dollars a month, sir. What you yes, get sir. all that for five dollars? Yes, five dollars a month, sir. Oh my God! Even in this crippling oh, wait, recession, Margo, Margo, that's what nothing. Ooh, I was seeing a lot of Blade love on Twitter Those yesterday. Nosferatu we, is got a, so visually ger- striking. We've got a German expressionist fan in the chat. I love it. It's a good point. I love it. Uh, Nosferatu is very visually striking. Uh, and fuck D.W. Griffith. I, I say F.W. Murnau created the language of cinema. 
Blade is oh, badass. Oh, Blade is no, badass. Well, that's true. Yeah, Blade is badass. And you can't you can't undermine the value of being badass uh, as a movie. I mean, that's you know one of the joys of cinema. Yes. Um, all right, we're almost done here. So the game that we're gonna play today, we love playing games. We just love it. We love it. Um, they call us the James Corden of podcasts for how Nothing many damn games? Funnier than a game. How many games? The Jimmy Fallon of podcasts. Pick your poison. I love on the you know back in Second City with Rick Moranis and John Candy and Catherine O'Hara. They used to just like play all those funny games. They used to play all those great when games. when they were like inventing modern comedy. They used to play all those funny games like they do like John Candy do like beer pong with with you know Jack Lemmon. He'd stop by shit yep. like that. It was great. So what are you gonna yeah, what yeah. now? Okay, so folks don't know what this is in front of me. You'll see it. I I imagine later. I, it's not this plus this making me very nervous. Plus a game called what did you say? All right, guess, guess the, the, guess the celebrity's, celebrity's blood, blood type. type? Uh, so I there's don't even two know things the blood here. There's two things here. This is a game. This is why I love this game. It is just pure chance, baby. There is no way you can strategize. There's no way you can increase your odds. It is a game of pure chance, uh -huh. multiple choice. Uh, I'm gonna take it easy on the by by not making you say positive or negative. So you're starting four, to put together the pieces of this. You have four options: uh, A, B, A, B, or O. Right? Are the blood types? A, A, B, or O? Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. A, A, B, B, A, B, A, B, or O. O are the it. blood types, right? Uh, and there's also positive, negative, but I'm not gonna go there because then I, oh, I did Christ. I did the math and the the. <laughs> <laughs> the chances of you getting it uh -huh. are just exponentially uh -huh. uh, decreased there. Okay. Uh, so just A, B, A, B, or O. Okay. I've given you five celebrities. Now here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, if you get one right out of the five, it's a draw. If you get if you get zero right, I win. If you get one right, it's a draw. If you get two right, you win. Is that clear? I got to get two out of five and then I win. Yes, but if you get one right, it's a draw. Then and what happens, what happens? What happens in the draw? All right, what happens? And what is, does that have to whoever, do with it? Whoever uh, loses or if there's a draw, uh, they get, uh, if you remember in Blade, uh, the opening scene, not the cold open, but the opening scene of Blade, when uh, that human goes to the vampire club, and at first he's like, ooh, this is hot, I'm going to get laid tonight. And then it turns out he is their prey, God, right? And then at the very climax, when it, when, it, when it dawns on him, his blood starts to trickle down onto his head from the sprinkler system. He looks up, and then the music hits, baby, and it's that fucking EMD, it's a fucking, fucking techno music. And then when the music drops, and then he sees a sign that says bloodbath, and then blood rains down from the sprinklers onto all of the all of the revelers, all of the club revelers. Um, so, yeah, I remember that. The loser of this game is going to get a bloodbath. Uh, we have a we have a bin right here. Uh, we have spread out, as you will see in a second, we've spread out a, a, a Tyler Henry Hollywood medium step and repeat that we had. <laughs> Hollywood. And we thank Tyler Henry for the step and repeat. Hey, Hollywood medium Tyler Henry, I have no idea how your step and repeat got into our studio. Uh, but I, I, but do. I we had permission from Tyler Henry to, to use this step and repeat. He does not know it's going to be used in a segment on Weekend at Bergman's called Bloodbath. As you will see, we are not kidding. You'll see there's a Tyler Henry Hollywood medium step and repeat. Yeah. Uh, there is a a, a, uh, a coffin-shaped kind of bucket. Yeah. Uh, and one or both of us will be getting a bloodbath. Uh, and this is the beginning of the show. So you're going to be bloodbathed uh, for, for the entire of the show uh, if i randomly guess celebrities blood type and i have a two in five chance of not getting bloodbath so basically i'm getting bloodbath like somebody out there can run the num numbers i'm getting blood know. i'm getting bloodbath the only question is are you as well is there yes is there as well i don't know we'll see is there a strategy here is there a more common type of of blood type i don't know um you know i don't know a b so, here we go um margo can you hit please um uh i have to go to work does the file say blood type maybe all right, hit hit that for me. 
Here we go. Classic theme song. Every game needs a theme song. It's almost here. The part I planned is almost coming. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. What's the blood type of these celebrities? A, B, A, B, or O. What's the blood type of these celebrities? A, B, A, B, or O. And now hit that bloodbath song. You're gonna know this. Ooh, ooh, ooh! We're in the club at Blade. Right, We're in the club I at Blade. Wait. We're I in the club get at Blade. Now. I sidle up to you at the bar and I say, oh, "Hey, get the fuck away from me, hey, freak!" Hey, I'm gonna name some celebrities, and you Ew. need to guess their blood types. All right, well, or I'm I... gonna soak your ass in blood, baby. That's why I'm here, baby. Number one, you know him from X Files. You know him <laughs> as that dirtbag, pre B2 dirtbag in Californication that somehow. <laughs> Lasted many oh, seasons. Oh, you know, charisma can get you everywhere. David Duchovny, baby. What is David Duchovny's blood type? B. Wrong. No. <laughs> it's O. <laughs> All right. I don't want to get blood. Four left. Four. You know him from Tremors. You know him from Paul Verhoeven's Hollow Man. Kevin Bacon. What's Kevin Bacon's blood type? B. Correct. Yeah. Yes, B for bacon! Yes, 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 yes. Wait, right, Oh my so god, I wanna win! I wanna bloodbath you! So Joke's it, on you, Brad! At minimum, we're both getting bloodbath. Oh my god! How do you feel? I feel great, baby. Pour that blood all over I me. I don't think you know what that is. Okay, here we go. I don't think you don't. I think you. you know, how viscous is it? Ew, it looks pretty good, Brett. Okay, wait. Thank you. There you go. Here we go. All right. Uh, oh man, three left. You only need to get feel, one right. I feel great. All right. Next up, you know her from. <laughs> Don't look at my phone. I have the answers on here. Oh, no. All right. Um, next up, I'm, I'm blanking. What was she in? I almost said Felicity. That's not right. Allie McBeal. You know her from Allie McBeal. Yeah, okay. Uh, Callista Flockhart. Callista, oh, Flockhart. Callista Flockhart. What is Callista Flockhart's blood type? AB. Wrong. It's A. You know him from Diner. You know him from other stuff. Maybe he was so big. He was so big, he owned the whole world in the 80s. Steve Gutenberg. Oh. Steve Gutenberg. Oh. 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 Wrong. Steve Gutenberg's a B, baby. How do you, how do you know these? B. Everything's Are these on, on Wikipedia? Everything's on the internet. <laughs> how did, I, I want to verify. I have one more chance. If you go to right, IMDB right. and you scroll down, you'll see blood type. Well, I haven't heard O yet. All right. Last up. Last up. We kind of were giving her a hard time a couple weeks ago saying that she's uh, maybe a little overrated, Ooh. but how could she not be overrated because oh, she's so highly rated? Meryl Streep, baby. I, I don't think Meryl she's Street, overrated. Not over, let's be clear. Yeah, Meryl no. Streep's not overrated. No, no. It's just like everybody calm now. You don't need to nominate her for everything. Sometimes she can just have fun Brett, with a part. Just like other... Sometimes she can just have fun with a part, and you don't have to nominate her for Golden Globe. Then it just gets yeah, weird. Ricky and the Flash is just good. Yeah, then you have to sit there Which and like listen good. to her name, and she's like, come she's, on, she's guys. Like, I, was I was just having fun. It was a paycheck. It was just a paycheck. just for fun, folks. All right. Meryl Streep, for, for, to avoid getting bloodbath, I'm getting bloodbath. I blood don't want to get bloodbath. To do. avoid getting bloodbath, 
Meryl Streep's. All right, and once again, your options are A, right, B, okay. A, B, or O. So I, here's what I think. I think O is the universal blood type. If Meryl Streep also has the universal blood type, it's just it's just too much good for one person. Maybe it's not that. Or is it like, no, Meryl Streep's transcendent. She has O blood type. Oh my gosh, I wish I could see the comments in the Twitch stream. I hope you're just typing in O, A, or B, or A, B. I'll never know. Folks, I'm going to say Meryl Streep has A, B. You're right! Yes! Meryl yes! Streep is AB! Yes! Yes! Meryl Streep is AB! Yeah, I'm gonna that the shit out of you! Yes! Yeah, you, really, you thought I was I truly funny. didn't think, I truly didn't think. You can keep that club music going too during the bloodbath. Let's just keep that club music going. Uh, I truly did not think you were gonna get too right because it was just pure chance. What are the odds? Who's a mathematician in the Twitch stream that can give us the odds? Did Joe just do something that's like one out of a thousand? <laughs> What are, the, <laughs> what are the odds of getting two out of five? God damn it. All right, well, let's All right, all right, all right well, all right, you, you well, replay yourself. Right, this is, this this is, is uh, so I'm the, I'm funny. The, I'm the Josh yeah. Hawley of the podcast. You replay yourself. I, I like that. I came, I came in this morning with my fist pump saying, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were laughing. And now I'm trying yeah. to run my ass out of the Capitol. Wow. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here we here go. Let me give this a stir. All right, so, so is Margo going to come up and... Are you going to lean over? Okay, so thank you, Margo. Keep that bloodbath. Yeah, Margo, come up and come up here. Margo, uh, hello. If you wouldn't mind helping us... Uh, oh, pumping us... Yeah, keep it going. Keep the music oh, going. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, Brett. All right, Brett. Why don't you right, come go. ahead? Why don't you come ahead and I want you to... I want you to let, sit down there. I'm going to... Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. All right. Oh. All right. All right, here we go. Oh, you know what's so funny, folks? If I take off my headphones, I can't hear the the music, so it's really just sad. Oh, okay, great. Okay, all right, all right, yeah, everyone. Okay, so, uh, Margo, if you take that center one and you just grab the tripod leg and go ahead, why don't you push it down here? Yeah, all right. <laughs> so, folks, you can see here that no joke, Hollywood medium Tyler Henry has given us his step and repeat to go ahead and do the bloodbath on. All right, Brett, you're going to get bloodbath just like in Blade. This is amazing. Look how good a job you did on the blood. Ew! I'm going to waterboard you with blood. All right, now put your head back, fucker. Oh, my God, Brett. Ready? <laughs> Close your mouth, dummy. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, he's getting bloodbath. He's getting bloodbath. It's too much. It's too much. I'm so sorry. I'm very sorry. I didn't know the guy. I didn't know what we were doing. I'm very sorry. All right, I think he's okay. Oh, he's really bloodbath. Oh, fuck. All right, well, you go. Oh, fuck. Oh, the live stream's going nuts. Oh, Brett, are you okay? All right, use, use, use the Tyler Henry step and repeat to clean yourself. Use the Tyler. <laughs> Wrap yourself up in the step and repeat. That's right. This is the part when Blade bursts in and he, and he kills all the vampires, throws a Tyler Henry step and repeat at, at the crowd and says, clean yourself up. Clean yourself up, he says to the crowd. Oh, that's the bloodbath. Brett reaps what he sows. I guessed Callista Flockhart's blood type. Ugh. I got Meryl Streep and I got... Wow. And Kevin Bacon. Meryl, Meryl Bacon. All right, folks. Brett's going to go clean himself up in the in the tarp. And, uh, and wow, that was a good game. You really are the game maestro. And you know what, folks? I guess egg on my face. Games really are the best part of comedy. Oh, Lord, that was fucking funny. Oh, Jesus. Oh, are you okay? I'm really sorry about that bloodbath. Oh, here, Margo, can we see Brett struggling a little bit? Oh, perfect, yeah. Oh, fuck, he's wrapping himself up in... Yeah. All right, everybody look at your phones for 30 seconds while we clean up our set. 
guys on the internet get off to like how everybody makes their blood. Brett literally sat here during a weekend at Bergman's and made like movie. Look how good he looks. All right, I don't want to hear anybody ever being like, that's the genius of the blood ever again. Brett did it in five seconds. I poured about a third of the blood on you. Oh, you you want to? Why are you putting your shoes in there, darling? What what do you think you're doing? I I, I dripping blood. <laughs> Use the paper towels to pat off your little face. Oh man, poor Brett's got really bloodbath during this. It's almost I, like I understand why that guy in the because I'm I'm with friends now. I can't imagine. I'm with friends right now. I can't imagine if I was in a club surrounded by vampires right now. I understand that 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 fellow's terror at the beginning. Does this influence whether or not you're going to put Blade or Nosferatu in the trash can in a little bit? I can't let it. I can't. I can't. This can't be part of it. The game is not <laughs> part of it. I have to be honest about the movies. Is that nothing? This literally has nothing to do with the movies. This has absolutely nothing to do with the movies. I honestly, I thought like this is improbable. This was supposed to be me, everybody. This was supposed to be a joke, and I was going to eat. Shit. Please, please figure out the probability of what Joe just did. Figure out what the probability was. That like literally was that like one in a hundred? Was that one in a thousand? I stayed up all night looking up celebrity blood types, just oh, yeah, doing no. flashcards. He's 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 lying. He has no he had no idea this game was coming. This was a total and I and I kept it because I I was thinking like you know maybe there is a strategy. You know the more common blood types, this and that. There. He had no idea this was coming. He was just guessing. This was just complete random. And look at this. Look at me. I I was like, there's no chance I get bloodbath today. There's no chance he wins this game. I mean, maybe we both get bloodbath. Maybe you get one. I didn't think you any way you would get two. I'm so happy for you though, because you were legitimately worried about this happening to you. Well, I was looking at a big, big uh, thing of blood. Just that didn't want it on my face. Now I think what I, what I really think we should do, honest yeah, to God. I want you to go ahead. I want you to keep your feet in the tub. We're going to sit you on the chair. First, I want you to pad off this blood here. Okay. All right. Here, I want you to pad off this blood. Man. Man, now the Alec Baldwin oh. joke's going a whole different level. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're going to stop it. Oh, just kidding. All right, here we go. So we're... He's not talking right, about right, it. Somebody's yeah, not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. it. All right, all right. All right. All right, look, you just, okay, this is good. Now, now here, take some towels. Put this on your face. Go, right. ahead and, go ahead and dab. I think you look great. Thank you. And I think that the chair is going to be totally fine. Right, fine. Okay. I right. think, but I do, but do keep your booties in there because now they're covered in blood. Yeah. And now, so now we're going to move this. Yeah. Right. And this is the beauty of live theater. Okay, briefly things. step on the. Briefly step on here. On that the, Tyler Henry. Right? Tyler Henry. I'm gonna. Yeah. Big thanks to Tyler Henry. Oh, thank you so much, Tyler. You sit here. I'm gonna clean you off. You're fine. No, no, You're I don't fine. need. If I can just sit down. You're sitting fine. down. You're I'll good. Be fine. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Headphones might be a bit of a problem for Brett, though, Margo. We might just kind of ixnay the headphones for Brett. No we headphones gotta for me. Scene study. That's. Uh, I, I know what. I know what happens. Right. I know what happens. I know what happens. Okay. I know these movies like the back of my damn hand at this point. I watch these three times each this week. Okay. Brag. Oh man, that was fucking funny. Okay. That is phenomenal. That's blade level blood. That right was there, baby. you look so good. Thank you. Thank God you. I feel actually. I, I feel good. I feel fucking great you right now. You look good. And right, stop. Stop with that. That's the worst. Is that feeling of that paper towel? I mean, honest to God. That's the, any, the what in the. I'm just trying to help. The texture of that paper towel on this blood is is like it's like nails on a chalkboard. Well, then you know what? Then you're just gonna have to be blooded. Cause no, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. All right. So, what movie we're we talking about first? All right. Let me get my notes back here. Oh, guys, that was fun. I hope you enjoyed uh, uh, Guess the Celebrity's Blood Type. This is how that <laughs> game ended up. Do you have a little outro song like you always do? Yeah, hit me with that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put the headphones on. It'll be fine. Where'd they go? Uh, it's okay. We'll buy you some new ones. Yeah.
these are these are the these are the Brett's headphones. Though. These are these are not the good ones. These are not the good. Those Audio Technicas, they're not the good ones. No, not these particular ones. Okay, okay. All right, uh, Margo, hit me with um, hit me with a uh, blood type again. What's the blood type of these celebrities? A, B, A, B, or O? What's the blood type of these celebrities? A, B, A, B, or O? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Joe one, joke's on me. Uh, all right, shit, a joke. The joke is actually on you. What well, a great bit! All right, so well, let's talk about the movies. Let's start with yeah. Let's now let's make some salient points about these movies. Now that I'm covered in uh, fake blood. Um, <laughs> Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel, and Doug is back from down under. Goodbye, goodbye, and his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice, or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash officehourslive. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. What, um... All right, let's start with... Uh, oh, careful, Brett, that paper towel might hurt your delicate skin. Let's start with Blade. Let's start with Blade. What do you say? Okay, that sounds great. All right, so... <clears throat> what's going on in the chat, Margo? Uh, let's see. What kind of clear the distinction is between A, B, and 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 A, B, he still won the game. <laughs> what's our view? Literally, what's our view count right now? Oh, 17. Oh, my That's God. Good. You guys are fun. You guys are fun out there. We appreciate it. Edge of 17, baby. Stevie Nicks. What? Wait, 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 wait. What was the, what's a the percent? A two to six percent chance of winning. Two to six percent chance. Wow. Okay. What does wow. that mean? What does that, that means that? I had a two to six percent chance to not get bloodbath. I succeeded, and you got bloodbath. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. Um, Is that true? I don't care. That's true in my heart. Blade came out in 1998. Uh, it was directed by Stephen Norrington, who, uh, as you can tell from the movie, uh came from a special effects background, special effects, visual effects. He did special effects on Aliens, uh, the second one, a lot of other movies. Um, um, really also did a, a really cool uh, cult classic called Death Machine with Brad Dourif that he wrote and directed uh, in 94. Um, but he came up in the special effects world and then moved into the director's chair with Blade. Uh, it was written by uh, now a, a kind of iconic name in comic book movies, David Goyer. David Goyer, who then wrote... Uh, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy for Christopher Nolan uh, uh, did uh, so. I guess moved over to DC after this because then he also did uh, uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Uh, wrote those. Um, 
This is based on a Marvel comic superhero, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, budget $45 million, box office $131 million, baby. This was a hit. This was a hit. Uh, it was a hit for a lot of re- reasons. One of those big reasons, of course, is Wesley Snipes. He, he fucking crushes it in this movie. He is so good. Um, and speaking of that, I, wa- I want to start this the conversation of Blade off, if I can, Joe, if I can, with a little... It is time for some revisionist fucking history uh, uh, vis-a-vis the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Everybody always talks about the Marvel Cinematic Universe began with Iron Man and it was, uh, you know, comic book. Robert Downey Jr. reinvented comic book movies. And and then, you know, Iron Man is the beginning of this whole thing and blah, blah, blah. What about fucking Blade, baby? What about fucking Blade? Blade, not counting Howard the Duck, which, you know, God bless. It's its own thing, though. Blade is the first uh, Marvel comic superhero movie. The first Marvel comic superhero movie in 1998, a full, what is that, like 10 years before before Iron Man? Uh, Blade comes out. It does incredibly well. Um, it, uh, it, it, it reinvigorates the comic book genre. It sets the stage. Then Marvel's like, ooh, oh, Blade did really well. Okay, well, and then they go back into their laboratory. They come up with their fucking master plan, blah, blah, blah. But Blade is the fucking origin point of all of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think, not Iron Man. However, the one caveat there is that it is also not the origin point because okay. they... they <sighs> It's like an alternate history of like, what if Blade was the template and not Iron Man, right? What if Blade was the template? The first Marvel superhero was black. The first Marvel movie was fucking gory and fucking cool and fucking dark and fucking anti-cop and anti-capitalist. The first Marvel movie was badass and its name was Blade. But they decided for whatever reason that doesn't have as much commercial appeal as a fucking uh, white arms dealer that loves to crack a joke, baby. Loves to crack a good joke. A Blade is funnier than any of the other Marvel movies and yet it doesn't commit the cardinal sin of all these Marvel movies and that it tries to be a comedy. It's funny, but it's not trying to be a comedy. It's a fucking action movie. It's a fucking vampire movie it's fucking dark it's fucking goth it's fucking techno it's fucking late 90s baby it's fucking matrix era blade fucking rules and if the marvel cinematic universe was based on blade and not on iron man maybe i would give a shit about it all right that's what i that's what i have that's my my opening comments on blade some sick stuff that happens in blade like we've already got well trodden territory. The movie opens with this bloodbath sequence. Oh, sorry, sixty second, yeah. re- sixty second review. Oh, I'm sure, sixty second. Sorry, so we keep forgetting to do this. Uh, Joe's famous. He's so good at this. I'm kind of shocked at how good at this he is. Uh, but for anyone who hasn't seen Blade recently or has never seen Blade, a watch Blade. But b uh, Joe's going to give you a quick sixty second review to catch you up on what Blade is about. Starting now, Blade is about a half vampire, half man, who has all the positive things about a vampire, none of the negatives, except that he has the taste, baby. He wants that blood. But he meets up with Chris Christopherson at a certain point in his life, and he's able to control that taste. And he goes on a vicious hunting spree, and he is a sick, martial arts-inspired, samurai-esque vampire hunter who can shoot cool guns and cool swords and kill vampires and turn them into dust. Wesley Snipes, fifth level black belt. What happens in this film, though, is that there's a young upstart vampire. 20 seconds. Named Frost, who wants to become the God King vampire, Lamagra. Dwarf. And he uses Wesley Snipes' blood 
to run down and combine with the 12 powerfulest vampires to turn him into La Magra. And Blade has to fight him. And with the help of his uh, uh, this doctor... Uh, who's who's beautiful? They he he sucks her blood and gets a lot of power, and then he kills Lamagra, and Blade rules. That was seventy seconds, but we'll give it to you because Bl- Blade, Blade, Bl- deserves- Blade deserves ten more seconds. Blade deserves ten more seconds. Thank you very much. Um, all right, sorry. Now, what do you want to say about Blade? What 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 are what, well? You were what, go, impressed, you, what impressed itself? You were upon saying, you. oh man, if Marvel only did what Blade did, I'd care about this universe. That's I right. am going to co-sign that by reminding the viewers if you haven't watched blade recently some sick ass shit that happens in blade yeah the opening bloodbath scene is truly tremendous we've gone over it it's well-worn territory other cool shit that happens in this movie one one time blade goes to find some information from a from a wildly obese vampire something you never see the biggest vampire like it's like job of the job of the vampire and it, it's so big and, and disgusting looking like it's like it's like a big ball it looks like the blob this like scary vampire thing and he has a uv light gun and he like burns it like a marshmallow in in a s'more burns it into forgetting the information it ruled other things that rule blade sadistic and blades uh blades <laughs> the, the doctor he teams up with is kind of sadistic too she goes hard with that uv ray this movie's dark and i love it blade is a man on a mission um at one point when blade kills vampires first of all they have this incredible thing where not only sometimes do they I also really quick sorry i'm so sorry i felt bad for for uh for for we'll just call him Jabba the Hutt. I felt bad for Jabba. I felt oh. he he lets out that one because he he's a bad he's a bad vampire. He's doing bad th- vampire things. He's on Stephen Dorff's team, but he lets out once they like are really hitting him with that UV at the end, and he's just <laughs> boiling. And it, like I had subtitles on the subtitle said skin bubbling yeah. in print in parentheses, and then he lets out. There's that very last little like weak like cry he lets out when he has like no more like voice left inside mm-hmm. of him to express his pain, and he's just left with this like squeaking sound. I was like, man. Yeah, absolutely. It was truly this movie is truly vile and funny and wonderful and intense. The vampires explode really funny too. When Blade at the end has some sort of serum that kills the vampires, their heads like explode up really big and go blah, 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 and then they pop and the blood is disgusting and wonderful. Oh my gosh, this movie has it all, folks. The bad guy not only is bad, he's also fucking Blade's hot mom, which is fucking cool. Also, another amazing, cool thing about Blade: sometimes he kills vamp when he kills the big bad vampires that like rule the vampire roost. Skeleton bats come pouring out of their mouths to attack Blade, like the monkeys in the Wizard of Oz. They crawl out, but they're skeleton bats with skeleton wings that Blade fights. That rules, and he doesn't fight them. Kind of, he fights them in an R-rated fashion, and it absolutely slaps i love it let me say something too to the marvel cinematic universe and to all all franchises out there right now just because you have cgi at your disposal just because you can create anything that you that anything at all w- digitally does you still have to be creative with this shit you still have to be genre you have to be creative you have to think of nightmarish visions things that appeal to our deepest darkest impulses things that we would only see in the deepest hour of night when we close our eyes blade i, I can't think of a movie since Blade that has been this creative with special effects, with uh, with gore, uh, with visual effects, uh, with sort of genre characters, genre archetypes. This movie is so fucking creative. Every fucking scene, it is, uh, it, it, it's like Blade Runner with a pulse. You know, it's like Blade Runner with a techno beat, baby. It is like, it does genre and effects so well. I fucking love this movie. Sorry, keep going. 
at one point Pearl. Pearl was Jabba the Hutt. That's the Pearl. Pearl. At one point, Blade using his katana cuts a vampire's head off. That vampire had previously stolen his sunglasses. The sunglasses fly into Blade's hands. Don Logue catches them. He puts them on, and then the techno music starts pumping, and it's on to the final battle. I mean, give me, give me, give me. Other things that ruled in Blade, folks, the list is long. The list is long. All right, let's talk about Mbouche Wright for a second. I don't know why this woman wasn't in more films. She's beautiful and great at acting. She trained at as a dancer at Martha Graham and Alvin Ailey out there for you dance heads. And this powerful, this, 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 this performance is great, but this, the writing is a great character. Not that I expect every movie ever to have a terribly written uh, role for women, but in this kind of movie, sometimes you do expect the role for the woman to stink. This woman is strong. She is smart. She is down to to fight with blade and you know be cool as hell she rules she's a great character and everything she says is cool and speaking of saying things that are cool brett you will agree with me that everything blade says in this movie is awesome blade is awesome now i'm getting to the blade part blade's look is slick he looks so cool by the way Nope. Like the vampires aren't dressed like I am right now, like a Dracula or a vampire. But Blade, you know, he's just going there. He's just going to dress like, like a vampire. It's the, Matri- it's the Matrix era of fashion. It's yeah. late 90s Matrix era. Uh, people are listening to Prodigy. They're in the club. They're zonked out of their mind. They're wearing lots of leather. They're dressing in trench coats. They are, they're wearing black sunglasses, baby. It is, it is like the, the, the goth fantasy world of your dreams up in here. And Blade is your god. Blade? Keeps doing these really funny things. Wesley Snipes' performance is awesome. I don't know if it's like comic book inspired or Wesley Snipes being a genius inspired, but he's like stone faced. And then he'll like, as if it were a new panel, like make a funny face. Like it is new panel esque. It, it and is then he so. Goes, it's back the, into it, it is it's the awesome. way. This is the way to do comedy in comic book movies. Not like fucking uh, Thor being like, oh, uh, that's awkward. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, no. oh, 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 It's like with the, the like the, the Marvel superhero, the Marvel Cinematic Universe takes its like comedy style from like the fucking office or something. And I want to fucking blow my brains out. And it makes, and it, and it prevents, it's now like somebody on Twitter had this great point a couple weeks ago that like, you know, you can't make, studios don't make comedies anymore because everyone has everyone has convinced themselves that the that the Marvel movies are comedies and so they think that like like Marvel has like consumed not only all of our attention and all the fucking bandwidth and Star Wars and whatever else they've consumed all the fucking entertainment bandwidth there is cuz look I wouldn't mind, like God bless these movies. Any movie can fucking exist. Any movie can have a fan base. But when movies become so hegemonic where they're absorbing everything, they're absorbing all the bandwidth, all the attention, they're absorbing all the studio money, they're taking everything, then there's nothing left. Then that is a fucking problem. And I think this person had a very good, whoever it was, I'm sorry, I don't remember, had a very uh, good point, which is that because these Marvel movies want to pretend like they're comedies and they want to fucking have little dumb fucking bits where like the most gorgeous like ripped people you've ever seen uh, act like they're in the fucking office and we have to uh, pretend that that's comedy now. Then like then that like everybody's like, oh, no, no, they're comedy. So we're doing comedy because Marvel movies are comedies and that that like checks that box. Get in your own fucking lane 
So that real, because look, Blade, to circle back to Blade, Blade is funny in, in points, but so it funny. doesn't try to be a comedy. But it is so much, when it tries to be funny, it is ten times funnier than fucking uh, Thor Love and Thunder or fucking uh, Captain America or whatever. Because it is these little Wesley Snipes moments that are like weird. They're funny because they're weird and they're so unexpected. Weird. Guess what? Every joke in, 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 in the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe is so phoned in. I could see it coming a mile away. It's been done a hundred times. It, Marvel Cinematic Universe does jokes that have been um, that have been like tested in focus groups 20 times and have gone through 20 producer notes and it's just so obvious blade jokes are shit that Wesley Snipes is just like sort of thinking of in the moment and I fucking love it the little smiles this little so fist cool. pump he does like after like and the great part is they combine the humor, they combine those little comedic moments with like ultra violence and gore. And so it's just this fucking delicious fucking uh fucking plate where you got you got your violence and your gore and you've got and then you've got little like comedic moments and it's all together and it's also intense and like Steven Dorf so like, intense. And they also it's also important to have a character who is not at all interested in being funny. That's awesome. Steven Dorf has no interest in being funny in this movie. He is fucking hardcore ass fucking emo Steven Dorf up Fuck's in Blade's here. mom. I love Blade. Blade says some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill and it's funnier than any Marvel movie because he just says it like like it's a thing that makes sense and he says it straight and he says it intensely and he says it like with conviction and he and, and people respond to it as if he's saying something normal and it's so funny. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill and he says it so cool. He and they so say cool. yeah and more importantly they say fucking motherfucker a lot. That's fun. That's fun it in these fun. movies. That's fun. Violence, when it's fun, like in a Bruce Lee or a Jackie Chan movie, this movie is like obviously inspired by that. It has tons of great martial arts. Brett already said Wesley Snipes is like a fifth degree black belt. He's been training since he was twelve years old, and it shows because the martial arts in this film rule. When violence is fun in movies, it really is fun. When violence is scary in movies, that you know it's scary and has to be used delicately. But when violence is like mindless or just used for grossness or just like is done in elegantly or for unartistically, spectacle. I don't like that at all. When violence is just there for violence's sake, no, it's awful. But in this movie, when your violence is really uh, excuse me, but I don't know what other word for it. Fun. It's like enlivening. It's like it's exciting. And, um, you know, it's really is violent and gross, but Blade is doing it so specifically, so technically, so coolly with such, uh, so, such swagger and charisma. And it's and ballet, baby. It's opera. It's awesome. Yeah. And the, the people complain about the violence in fucking Don Juan. No, there's, no. Like, there's like, it's fucking, it's, it's operatic. It's spectacle. It's just pure art. It's really well done. And the movie builds beautifully. So it starts with this gorgeous bloodbath scene, to which I thought like that it was so good, it's so effectively done. Blade comes in at the end after they do this bloodbath, and he just does his Blade thing, and you are so on board with Blade. You barely know his backstory. Of course, it kind of factors into the plot, but really, it's like so delicately layered. It's just like, do you see Wesley Snipes? Do you see the outfit? Do you see him killing all these weird vampires that are doing a bloodbath trying to kill this guy? So like, obviously, he's the good guy. He kicks butt. It freaking rules. You're instantly on board with Blade, and I said this should be the this should be the crescendo of this should this is like a climax. But Blade continues, um, unlike everybody else in this genre nowadays, where like Brett's saying, comic books are so tried and true, and everything feels perfunctory and rehashed. Blade finds so many nuggets of creativity yep. that are completely and totally unmatched by so many of its comic book peers. And I mean again and again and again, where every 10 minutes this movie is giving you choices and and like 
yeah, delicious yes. Yes. horror concoctions. It doesn't throw it in anything. You, I, I, I clapped three times during this movie. My wife absolutely freaking loved this movie. And she didn't, she was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll watch it for a second. Completely absorbed into this movie. It is so fun. And and the choices are unique and interesting. And the crescendo as well. And the end scene is better than the bloodbath scene. It kicks ass. It, this movie is built so well Wesley Snipes murders the supporting cast murders Christofferson murders and the vampires are fun it doesn't get bogged down in lore it doesn't get bogged down in backstory it uses backstory really well like I've said many times Stephen Doris is, is sleeping with and has always been sleeping with Blade's mom he turned her um, very funny and it's just it's a wonderful film and then when it's over folks it's just fucking over because there's no you know it has a nice little coda but Love you know no, it's just it's, it is a well built machine of a movie that is a total delight with tons of brilliant bursts of creativity plenty of great horror stuff plenty of great action stuff it's it's simultaneously respecting it what came before it and creating something new it is the inception point of of the modern comic book movie it, it should have been respect. it should have been it, um, it's more floating on an island i think it should have been the inception point uh but i guess you know, it wasn't, and I, I'll get into why I think it was not the inception point. I think, because um, let's be very clear here. I think, uh, I think it was not the inception point mainly because it had a black protagonist. Uh, there was actually, I was reading, there was producers who wanted to, because uh, Blade, the original comic book character, is black. There were producers who wanted to change the character to a white guy, which is yeah, fucking, of course, I mean, obviously. predictable and insane in in equal measure. Um, I think it was not the inception point because it had a uh, it had a black protagonist. Uh, because it was hard R, um, because uh, also because I think it is. Let's get into this. I think the movie is is very anti cop, uh, and I think is very anti capitalist as well. And the the reason I think that is a anti cop is obvious. The cops in this movie are <laughs> they get like, lit up. They're like Keystone cops with like submachine guns and like no uh, no fucking hesitation. Uh, they run in. They will shoot at. They will shoot at anything that moves. They will run in. They will run in. And shoot there's a great i think it was, it was actually getting memed last week uh this scene where they run into the they run into a fucking hospital and just see mm. blade and start taking <laughs> shots at him and he turns around and he goes motherfucker have you lost your mind and it is such a great fucking line it's so funny um and then even when they have he has a hostage he has a hostage who is also uh, uh, sorry not a hostage he's rescuing her but uh, in the in in the in the uh, point of view of the police it looks like he's taking a hostage uh, she is also a black woman um uh, uh they are just like firing at them mercilessly with fucking machine guns they are taking shots they are they are like like the, the, like a bunch of people will shoot them and then somebody else will run in and shoot at them. Uh, this movie presents cops as just like mindless fucking uh, uh, trigger men, which I love. Um, it also then we later find out that the 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 police are in the pocket of like the higher elder vampires. So there is mm -hmm. like a higher level of vampires that have existed for hundreds of years in plain sight. They are led by uh, the great Udo uh, Udo Kier, who was in a bunch of Andy Warhol movies um, and other stuff. Uh, My own private Idaho. Um, uh, and so Udo, Udo Kier leads this like a uh, high uh, elder uh, level of vampires. Um, and Steven Dorff is like the young upstart who wants to like go to war with the humans. And I think there's a really interesting satire at work here where the the elder league of vampires, um, they 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 are wealthy and powerful beyond belief. They own the police. Uh, they own tons of uh, real estate, it says. They own tons of like they're in like finance. They're basically the fucking Illuminati. They fucking they fucking run it all. Um, 
but um they don't it's very important for them not to like be known right it's like it's 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 the fucking the, the people that run our economy that don't want you to know they run our economy or run our world and they want to exist in you know in hiding they want to do everything through proxies right the fucking Koch brothers or whoever and of course we know their names but that was against their will they wanted to go do everything through proxies everything through you know funneling their money through this think tank to that thing and then it trickles into the public consciousness this way uh, I think the Elder League of Vampires is a great satire of um, the, the the power structure that runs our country, that runs the world, that wants to exist in hiding and doesn't want to come out and, and let you know they're there. That wants to let everything just sort of trickle and percolate uh, from from high above, uh, but they don't want to show their face. And that's why they don't like Stephen Dorff. It's not that, you know, you know, they, they sort of, because uh, Stephen Dorff is not purebred. He was a human who was bitten. Uh, so they, they hit him on that. But the one thing they really don't like about Stephen Dorff is that he wants to make the war between vampires and humans uh, um public facing and 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 uh obvious he wants to go to war with them in a very public way and they say no let's just suck their blood slowly uh, you know from hiding in the shadows um and uh steven dorf wants to make it visible wants to go public with it um and that's what is really a threat to their power is that you know steven dorf says you know why are we these the humans are our food you know we feed on them why don't we just why don't we just do that? Why do we have to be so secretive about it? Um, and they have to be secretive about it because that's the only way they can perpetuate that that power is by not letting anybody know that they're there. Um, and so to me, this is like it's like vampire capitalism, uh, a, a, a great satire of vampire capitalism, a great satire uh, of the police. I think there's a lot of really aggressive, aggressive messaging in this movie that I love. And to circle back, I think that's also why this did not become the template. I think this movie. Uh, as much as it was financially successful, I think a lot about it made um, uh, made uh, Marvel, uh, who uh, was I think later what was bought by Fox and then bought by Disney, um, I think made people there nervous. Uh, whereas uh, when Robert Downey Jr. comes on the scene, and then the whole vibe of Marvel is very white and very sort of pro military and like very sort of you know there are bad apples, but overall all this stuff is good. That vibe I think was much more uh, uh, um, seemed much more marketable to the powers that be at Marvel uh, than Badass Blade, and that fucking sucks. You're forgetting Spider-Man in between, just for just for the fun of the record. Yep, thank you. Just no big deal, but like you know, also Sam Raimi's Spider-Man did some stuff, and then just as we're thinking about what inspired this MCU thing, I completely agree with what you're saying there about why maybe they were not all in. Um, and then Spider-Man came along. Just to, just in my brain to quick rehash what happened here with comic book movies. It was like Blade, and then there was the Spider-Man movies, and then eventually, of course, there was the Chris Nolan Batman movies. Um, and then yeah, Iron Man it was right around that that right around that Chris Nolan time. And you're 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 right. And I guess you know I guess Iron Man made a trillion dollars, you know, and Blade made 150 million. But everything you're saying is also. But true. it's also you know like they put so much more behind it. They crafted their Definitely. whole scheme around it. Um, but I think ultimately they, they liked the fact that it was, at its heart, you know, pro-military, uh, pro, you know, that's how you get it funded. American interventionism, pro this, pro that. Um, I think they 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 liked that vibe a lot more. And then it what takes uh fucking ten movies before we before we get Black Panther. So I think oh, you know man. I think um. Well, I think let's be very honest. I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe wanted to root itself in white heroes. I think that 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 is why Iron Man became the seed of the whole thing, uh, as opposed to Blade, um, which, you know, relative to its time period, 
I mean, did very fucking well because it's coming out when there aren't before uh, Spider Man, before Dark Knight. Right. You know that had all primed the pump for Iron Man. So again, Iron Man born on third base thinks it hit a home run, uh, whereas Blade is coming out of the middle of nowhere and is doing yeah. very good and is creating a cinematic language that should have. Uh, given birth to a whole uh, genre, a whole universe, and it did not. It was buried, um, and you know. And let's be very honest too here. Uh, Wesley Snipes was very uh, has always throughout his career been very outspoken about racism in Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood don't like that, uh, and so that I think was also a contributing factor here. Uh, and while we're on the topic but, 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 of while we're on the topic they, of Wesley but, yeah, Snipes, but they made three Blade movies. They did it's make not three like, it's like, you're, you're, they did. like in 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 shitting on MCU. Let's not like. Blade is like it's 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 a complete and total success story, you know, in and of itself. Thank you, very true. I think the real problem is just that people like just kind of forgot about it, and that's what you're kind of trying to reclaim the throne for Blade, which I appreciate. Because Brett, really quick, and folks out playing at home, what what comic book movies are better? Now maybe there's like two. Let's talk about it really quick, really quick. Let's just like here's some nominees. Yeah, I I don't know if there is a better comic book movie than Blade. Real, neither do I. Real quick nominees: Spider Man. Spider-Man 2. Superman 2. Superman 2. The original, the Christopher Reeves Superman 2. Batman Begins. I guess if you're, you know, lame, Dark Knight. No, I'm kidding. Dark Knight. Then there's, you know, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises is better than than the other two. I agree. (laughs) And we'll get to that. Folks, do you actually think that? I really think that. Okay, we'll talk about that later. That's a different podcast. Dark Knight Rises is obviously the the best. Um, Okay, so, but, but, but for real, though. So, like. But Blade and, and and you know shout them out you know Margo if anybody's saying any other comic book movies that that are better than Blade Blade's, well, I, Blade what, Two what I will say is Blade is better than every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie Blade is the best movie yeah in the anybody anybody want to throw out any Marvel MCU movies that are better than Blade I can't even I can't even imagine if you can think of a comic book movie that's better than Blade shout it out please. Uh, but I think it's it's no, here, no. here's what I'll say there might be some as good there are none better there are none better than Blade. Blade is is top of the that's heap. That's that's a great way. That's that's well put. You know, we can do a we can do a back to back to back and watch Spider Man and watch, uh, which is funny. Me and you and watch Dark Knight Rises and um, you know, and we can look. But really, Blade is the top. And really of the, quickly, top of the really folks. quickly, uh, another word in defense of Wesley Snipes. This whole fucking bullshit tax evasion shit that he went to jail for. I read it. I looked into this. Read into this. He ultimately he was. Uh, uh, on trial for a number of tax evasion crimes, he ultimately only got convicted for three misdemeanors, and they put him in fucking jail. They put Wesley Snipes in fucking jail for three misdemeanor tax evasion crimes. That's fucking bullshit. Wesley Snipes shouldn't even been on trial. Wesley Snipes should not have to pay taxes because of Blade. Wesley, Wesley Snipes, Snipes should, should not have, have to pay taxes, taxes because, because of Blade. Blade. I agree. All right, that's his only argument. Oh, if they this owe, shit happens again. The, uh, I made Blade. End of story. You don't yeah. have to pay taxes anymore. I agree. Also, another Wesley Snipes thing I learned this week that's so that's not funny at all, I guess, but it's interesting that you can tell your friends at the, the bar this weekend. Uh, do you know Wesley Snipes' apartment was destroyed on 9-11? I do, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, when the towers came down on 9-11, it took out so Wesley Snipes' never, apartment. Never forget, it also took out Wesley Snipes' He was apartment. on the West Coast at the time, uh, which uh, my okay. initial thought was okay. like, uh, Wesley Snipes' apartment was on Wall Street? No, Brett. In that area, there's like all these uh, gigantic apartments and high rises around okay, uh, got it, got it, got around it. the World Trade Center. Sorry, Joe lived in New York for quite a while, uh, as we talked about in the Sweet Smell of Success uh, episode. Yep. Um Anyway, man, that, God, that was great. I mean, do you feel like I like I feel like I lived vicariously through you in that MCU speech? Do you feel a little bit better? 
I do. feel like I you, am, you did your, your I'm very your uh, I'm very I'm feeling very good right now. I I know this on the camera. I'm not moving at all. It's because the blood has like congealed <laughs> into my into my like joints and bendable areas. And, for, and so yeah, for my I'm like view, a, like imagine you spilled uh you spilled molasses on a fucking uh, Barbie doll. That's the way I feel right now. I'm like all of my movable parts have have congealed uh, into one uh, amorphous mass. For my POV, it's all like in Brett's like uh, mustache and beard. And as he sort of goes up to the mic and then kind of like pulls away to kind of do his, I can see the blood like kind of sick sticking on there and kind of pulling sick. back as if he's sucking the mic dry. Um, I mean, you cool. think you you think you won that game? I'm I feel like I'm in Blade right now. I'm in this cool movie we're talking about. I'm like in the. That's I mean, Look at me. Good look for at you. This. I feel if like I walk, I'm in Blade. I'm dressed like Blade. I got my Blade costume going. That you think that's a Blade costume? You look I like want a, to suck your blade. Like little a little Red Riding Hood over there. Let's talk about um, Nosferatu. No shade. Cool character. Um, Nosferatu. All right, so. This is so. This is when it gets tough because Blade fucking rules. Uh, Nosferatu also fucking rules. Yeah. Okay, no, uh, nineteen twenty-two, nineteen fucking twenty-two, um, Weimar Republic era in Germany in Berlin. Oof, times is uh, tough. If you've seen Cabaret, you know you know, you know that all about world. it. It is simultaneously. If you've seen Cabaret, you know all about nineteen twenties Germany. <laughs> it is simultaneously. I think Cabaret does a perfect no, job really though of hitting that central dynamic of a time of of really. You think they were? Ha- you think they were doing the Roaring Twenties in in fucking New York? No one. They were doing that. the Roaring Twenties in fucking Berlin, baby. Oh, it was the nah. peak of our artistic and cultural freedom and expression, uh, and sexual freedom, and everybody was fucking doing it, and it was a big old party. But at the same time, in the shadows behind all of that, the Third Reich is rising. That's just uh, what that happens in party, cabaret. I mean, that's just that's there's other things happening in Germany and then post World War One. Of course, of course. But this is the big central dynamic: is how could these two things happen simultaneously? It's Definitely the central dynamic of cabaret. Absolutely, central dynamic of, uh, of movie, Germany in the nineteen twenties. Well, of the Weimar Republic. Um, so the main sort of aesthetic, though the main uh, style known as expressionism, German expressionism, uh, expressed itself over a couple different mediums. You saw it in uh, in art, in you know, in painting and sculpture, in architecture, in dance. Um, but maybe one of its its most lasting. Uh, mediums that expressed itself in was film. Uh, the German Expressionist era of film really was crucial in terms of creating a cinematic language. Um, you know, uh, Hollywood was already off and running at this point, D.W. Griffith, Griffith, et cetera, et cetera. You had, you know, uh, film going in, in, in France as well, in Paris, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but German Expressionism to me is really the beginning of like, oh, what can we do with this medium? What are the what are the possibilities of this medium? And they had the brilliant idea um, um, through Nosferatu, through Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, um, later through Fritz Lang movies, kind of at the end of German Expressionism. They had this great idea. What if, like, we go into this dark room and a screen lights up and it shows us things? This is like a dream. This is like a nightmare. What if we turn film into kind of a reflection of our nightmares, of our deepest, darkest, unconscious thoughts that reveal themselves to us while we're sleeping? And it, through German Expressionism, cinema becomes nightmare. It becomes nightmare visions. Um, like Nosferatu, the subtitle says, a symphony of horrors, a symphony of horrors. Um, and they accomplish this through, um, through no longer treating cinema as just like, let's film a play. You know, so many early movies are, let's film a play. And honestly, so many movies in the fucking thirties are, let's film a play. Um, uh, 
but they decided let's let's not just film a play. Let's fucking let's get anti-realist with this. Let's get imaginary with this. Let's get surreal with this. Let's make the sets uh, angular and bizarre. Um, let's uh, let's Paint use a lot of shadow, a lot of shadows. Yeah, exactly. Nosferatu's fingers on the wall. Um, let's just get really dreamy and nightmarish with this and see what we can do with this medium. And in addition, Murnau was great at this. Not as not so much in Nosferatu. Um, but later in The Last Laugh, uh, and then when he moved to Hollywood with his first Hollywood movie, Sunrise, um, let's start moving the fucking camera around. Let's get that camera off the stationary tripod. Let's get it on some dolly tracks. Let's start moving it around. Let's put it at a low angle. Let's put it at a high angle. Um, so the German Expressionist directors started really creating what we think of as a cinematic language. And then it got absorbed, you know, when they all uh, had to flee the Third Reich and they go to Hollywood or, or before the Third Reich just because they had a contract there. Um, all of that, those aesthetics then become absorbed into uh, into the universal horror movies of the 30s and and I think more importantly into into noir. Film noir to me is the is the American version of German Expressionism. Uh, it is that same play with with light and shadow and darkness and nightmare, um, but combined with a more kind of uh, American-centric genre, the, the hard-boiled crime genre. Um, but to me, German Expressionism is one of the most, if not the most influential film movements just because of how early it happened and then how many ways it percolated through subsequent uh, generations of filmmakers. Um, so Nosferatu was directed by F.W. Murnau. Uh, it was written by a another um, a, a unsung hero, I think, of German Expressionism now, a guy named Heinrich Galen. Heinrich Galen uh, wrote it. Uh, he was also a director. He did The Gollum, uh, another kind of early uh, sort of pre-expressionist movie, The Gollum, all about that Jewish folktale, sort of the, the, the uh, Jewish version of... Uh, of uh, Frankenstein, uh, where a Kabbalistic uh, uh, a rabbi, a mystic uh, a rabbi, um, uh, animates this like being to protect uh, this Jewish community against anti-Semites. Um, and good. Uh, it's very good, the Gollum, Der Gollum. Um, so he made the Gollum. Um, he uh, later made some other expressionist movies. So he was a very key figure that I think has been forgotten, Henry, Henry Galen. Uh, and he got in some trouble, though, because he... So the reason this is named Nosferatu, it's it's just based on uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's just based on Dracula. Uh, but they did not have the rights to do Dracula, so he just changed all the names and locations. And then uh, Bram Stoker's estate still sued them. <laughs> and then this movie almost... <laughs> this movie almost does not exist. Um, Bram Stoker's estate sued them. The production company declared bankruptcy... And, um, uh, and, uh, the, uh, all of the, uh, versions of the movie were destroyed except for one that had already been internationally distributed. So if not for that one version of, of Nosferatu that had already been internationally distributed, this movie would not exist for us. It would be gone, uh, because of Bram Stoker's estate said, no, no, no. Um, so that's a little bit of background on the movie. Um, I've been talking for a while. Well, it's great stuff. Blood is congealing. No, no, no. I love I mean, that was a great background. It really is so interesting. I mean, this is one of, you know, not one of the first movies ever, but it's essentially one of the first movies ever. Some reels were lost and they shot it on one camera. And this is the only footage they have of Nosferatu. They had to kind of like compile it together over time, like a labor of love. But the world kept this film together and now we can watch it today. And it really is incredible and striking. And despite the fact that it's not necessarily scary, like you're going to jump out of your chair and, you know, you know, go by you know it's not like scary like we might be scared today it is 
very affecting and haunting and and beautiful and all of that definitely still translates the movie moves it's a silent picture but the movie moves the score is beautiful um nosferatu's visage is so gaunt and inhuman and bizarre that it really is like horrifying deep in deep in your body it is unnerving it's elemental elemental. deep deep horror and the way that he moves and the way that um, sort of frames move at this time, where there's sort of these jumps in between because it's not quite as smooth as you know movies that came later, it sort of adds to this like sort of dreamlike, um, uncontainable sort of terror that's coming at you. When Nosferatu comes out of his coffin, he rises straight up and it sort of jumps a little tiny bit as he jumps up and it really is scary and his big long fingers the big long fingers big long fingers are up there with any of the great like michael myers mask yep. fucking you yep. know any of that shit any of these iconic things those big fingers are they're still scary they creep me out they are very unnerving and inhuman and and, and uh, uncanny valley very spooky and scary and we all know about the shadows in Nosferatu and how wonderful Murnau uh, plays with the shadow and light and evoking terror and feeling it come towards you and I think the story is really compelling so why don't I go ahead and do a quick one yeah, do a do a second, do a sixty second, do a sixty second. And, and folks, it is Dracula, but but still, with some, with some I notable always changes. think Dracula's uh, in the castle for forty five minutes. They're in the castle for one fucking minute. The biggest notable yeah. difference from uh-huh. from Dra- the Dracula that we have learned to uh, recognize is Dracula. And speaking of how Blade is sort of this this like unrealized. There's a whole unrealized sort of genre and tradition that could have come out of Blade that didn't. Similarly with Nosferatu, you know, uh, the Bela Lugosi Dracula comes out, I think, in 1931, the Todd Brown yeah, like directed. Yeah, two, three years later. Right, yes. Yeah, so it's like, uh, it's about 10 years later, but yeah, it's like it comes oh, out about a decade later, and then it's like, it is, uh, I think, so right. I might be wrong on that, but like, but um, then that creates this this impression of like the, the Count Dracula, of the kind of mm-hmm. like, um, you know, this sort of like, there's a there's a sexuality to it, and there's this like there's this sophistication to it. And he's like a gentleman. He's a gentleman Dracula, and then that kind of created this you know standard of Dracula as this sort of sexy uh, rich gentleman. Um, uh, whereas you know Nosferatu, there is this this uh, unrealized lineage of he's a landlord. You know he is he is a he is he is like again el- this elemental horror, this goblin, this this absolute. Um, you know, and, and we should add too. Sorry, before you do your sixty-second review, mm-hmm. um, this movie, uh, I, I, you know, credibly, it's it's it, it, it's complex. But this movie, I think, has been credibly. Are we going there? Uh, or it's time to talk about how this is anti-Semitic as hell. Let's do this, and then we'll go. We can't just like touch on and not do it. So we'll do it. And then we'll, sorry, we'll do the sixty-second review before we watch the clips. You've seen Dracula, folks. You you understand the bones here. It is. Uh, this movie's been incredibly accused of you know using anti-Semitic tropes and iconography, particularly in the way that Nosferatu is depicted. Um, um, you know, I, I don't want to list it all because it's very tra- traumatic and everybody gross, get but it. Like, but like they play on a lot of uh, tropes that were used uh, in anti-Semitic literature and in anti-Semitic, um, uh, you know, political groups and ideologies. Um, uh, there is definitely crossover and and uh, commonality between those those two things: the way Nosferatu is depicted and those um, those anti-Semitic tropes. There is also a lot of and kind of fear spread. of the other, fear of immigration, uh, fear of people coming from Eastern Europe into Germany, bringing disease with them, bringing rat. All of that is happening. Um, 
So let me like really quick. Yes. Like, instead of the maybe the sixty second review, just to kind of play that out. Think Please. about this: a real estate agent goes to a wealthy landowner and tries to sell him a massive abandoned property in Germany. And he goes to his castle and he makes him sign the documents and um, and he brings him back. And this landlord looks like Nosferatu and he has nothing but money and he's killing everybody he comes in contact with and he sleeps with piles of rats pouring out of his coffin. Um, rats, Germany, 1922, et cetera. And then he comes in like the fucking Black Death. There's literal plague in the town as the Nosferatu moves in. And then um, everybody boards up their windows. He comes in. He he uh, goes and and you know bites the real estate agent, the main character's wife, you know, and turn you know turns her ostensibly with a really that shot was so beautiful. Yeah, the shot when when Nosferatu is like sucking her blood out. It's just like a it's just a big black square and you can kind of kind of see the outlines of the room and Nosferatu's little scary white face just like with his little teeth just like sucking like with no like no, no big like it's no not bi- Blade no where Stephen Dorff is like spitting blood like into his lover's ho- mouth it's, it's just like it's just like so little scary. it's just business it's just like a, so a little <laughs> like a little <laughs> yeah. vampire on his Very business scary. anyway I think we all can under I think we all can see why some people might criticize this film for being uh, anti-Semitic, correct? Uh, absolutely. The the only thing in the other column is that um, uh, 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 Henry Galen, the guy who wrote it and kind of like created the initial vision of it and then handed over to Murnau to direct it, uh, Galen was Jewish and then ended up having to flee the country uh, when Hitler rose to power. Um, and Murnau, uh, certainly uh, other films of his have been, um, uh, you know, uh, there are definitely other films of him uh other films of his that are that are racist and play racist yeah, tropes. For real. Um he doesn't seem to have had any other kind of anti-Semitic leanings or anti-Semitic expressions. Uh he was friends with a lot of Jewish artists. Not that that I don't want to play that card as though like that. None of this, not Heinrich being Jewish or Murnau not overtly being anti-Semitic in other ways, none of that uh precludes the possibility that this movie is still pulling, uh at least even possibly unconsciously pulling uh, anti-Semitic tropes uh, know, from the I culture. Know, I know. Um, I'm sorry, but let's just like I hear you. It's I, also possible I, that they're like, just. Let's be honest. It's yeah. 1922 in Germany. The entire world hates Jews. The Bolshevik Revolution just happened. He's standing in Germany, in during the Weimar Republic. Hating Jews is like drinking water. So whether or not he's out there stabbing a Jew in the back or just making Nosferatu, the anti-Semitism is deeply, deeply embedded in this culture and will continue to be in no uncertain terms embedded over the next 20 years. And I can't help but imagine, as much as I love Nosferatu, and I do, I can't imagine this didn't contribute. Like, okay, okay, that's what Murnau and his screenwriter thought. When everybody in Germany loads into the Berlin Zoological Gardens to watch the premiere, they're thinking Jew. That's, that's they're the, thinking Jewish. That's the bigger problem. It's, that's the bigger it's problem. It's an anti-Semitic is that, movie, folks. Is that, is that regardless of... Intention almost doesn't matter. Yeah, it's because anti-Semitic. Of, because of audience. Intention almost doesn't matter because the film... The, the audience that you're screening this film to, this will align with, with their... Um, with many of their... Um, uh, uh, you know, many of their already anti-Semitic... You know, ideas and the the anti-Semitic uh, iconography. It's, it's like it's part intention of the doesn't matter because it's like you can't like you knew this is this is too big of a mis- of a mistake to make by accident. It's like you, it's impossible it's like, to not understand the correlations. It's like you're saying like Black Panther 
took took him like ten years and fifty yeah. movies to get a, a black superhero in the MCU. And it's not because everybody was walking around thinking like, oh, I hate black people so much. It's because the culture was racist. Is you. racist. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what I'm imagining more for Nosferatu. Like, yep. it just is an anti-Semitic time because the in culture history. Yes. And I should add to. Uh, you know, my big argument about, uh, you know, the writer of this, the initial, uh, uh, the guy who initially kind of concocted it was Jewish. He, it, it is on record that Murnau took a very heavy hand once Galen kind of handed over the script. So even that is not really, doesn't really hold a lot of water uh, because Galen was just writing the script. He was not like in the makeup tent figuring out what Max Shrek was going to look like. Um, and yeah, again, just because yeah. Murnau had some Jewish friends doesn't yeah, yeah. in any way preclude him from using it. I have to imagine when Murnau in World uh, War One, you know, he was sitting there in the barracks in 1940 of the Imperial Army. You think they weren't like shooting the shit with the little anti-Semitic ribbings here's and theirs? Yeah, and he plays it pretty oh, well, fast hey, and loose on. with with other uh, you know uh, other varieties of racism in other films as well. But so, what? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, I I just want to just you know when it comes down to the anti-Semitism question, I think that Nosferatu you know is anti-Semitic, and I think that Dracula and vampires are anti-Semitic. Well, thank you. Yes, when when yes, you were saying yeah. your Blade speech about you know sort of the anti-capitalist take on Blade, I was also thinking in my head like, yeah, this Illuminati, this powerful group of people that control all the money and they are the bloodsuckers. La 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 la. I'm like, man, vampires never stop being anti-Semitic, do they? They just there's always this little tiny, little tiny through of anti-Semitism, no matter if you all the way are blade, where they weren't being anti-Semitic at all. It's not an anti-Semitic movie. It's a great movie. Um, but like it's, you can't escape it with these vampires, man. Uh, and I just it gives me a little uneasiness. That's not that doesn't say the movie's not an A. The movie's an A. The movie's fucking amazing. I'm just saying, let's also be honest and like, you know, people, well, I felt and when this I was talking about when I was talking you know? about like the power structure of Blade owning real estate, owning this, is I it, did in know? my head start to be like, man, that is tiptoeing on some anti-Semitic. You, you can't uh, escape it with uh, the vampires. But um, I think Blade avoids it by a that they don't employ any that that uh, elder group of vampires. Um, there's you know uh, several different races represented. Yeah, <laughs> it's, got, no, it's like, got a nice diversity. They're not, the they're not like vampires. they're not like yes. doubling down in any no, sense. No, no, they're it, not doing Blade anything. is not anti-Semitic. Yeah. But like, but I'm saying the but, myth of vampires. No, that, is that's my point. Is that like as I started to talk about that group, yeah. I was like, man, they were like tiptoeing on the it, line it, of this it, because it it's inherent in the vampire mythology. So that being said, let's let's do your 60 second review and then let's oh I okay let's take a look at. Uh, or is it redundant at this point? I it's, feel like it's the Dracula story. I feel like story. I've done okay, it. it's the Dracula story. All right, yeah. Let's take a look at a clip, and then um, and then let's circle back and we'll watch a final Blade clip before we make our decision because we didn't watch any Blade. Uh, we just oh, talked about it. What a shame. Sorry, folks. You're here. Work. You're at work. No, you're working it's okay. hard it's on okay. Friday morning. We're figuring for this out live. Sorry, folks. Yeah, but let's watch a little news for All right. So thing. let's go to um thirty one thirty in Nosferatu, Margo thirty one thirty. And this is Hutter, uh, the guy that was what the fuck is the guy's name in Dracula? Um. Uh, uh, Miles, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever his name was, I can't remember his name right now. But they rename him. They rename him Hutter in this Hutter. Um, and we'll go to thirty-one thirty. This is Hutter's. Uh, he goes to Nosferatu's castle to close this real estate deal with him for property in Germany. Um, and this is uh, at this point uh, Nosferatu has like pretended to be normal, which is so funny. Like it's so much easier it's for so Count funny. Dracula to be like, you know, I'm a normal guy uh, just living in the castle. Nosferatu. Um, you know, uh, looks, you know, I mean, we've already, uh, but I, I, now I can't, now that we've uh, established that these tropes are anti-Semitic, I, I can't say that he, you know, like he looks like a goblin or Watch something. Watch how anti-Semitic like, this yeah. movie is. Here, so, press play, Margo. Show, so, show everybody. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, so it, this it, is it, Hutter at night in the castle. 
Uh, but uh, Nosferatu has already kind of sucked his blood, so Hutter already knows like something's up. He sucked blood off his finger when he pricked his finger. Oh, yeah. Famous moment in Dracula. And look at this. This Whoa. is what he sees. Come on. I mean, that is just... Imagine being in a dark theater in that Germany rules. in the 20s and seeing this vision. Yeah, you have no money. It's post-World War One. You're so mad about Jews. And then you're at the theater watching... I can't... It, it, it's it's inescapable. Like, ah. It's inescapable now. And again, like, I was wondering going in, like... Like, what? How, how, how to like, resolve you know, all this of this? This is like it's cabaret. And the fact is, it's just yeah. in the culture, and so doing this in that okay. culture is inescapably is sending a message. Oh, here he goes. Oh, he's so scared. But it, look, but also, but just, this is as a movie, gorgeous. it is fucking scary. Yeah, it's it is fucking beautiful. gorgeous. Look at how cool that is. And it's not Birth of a Nation. Let's not say it's not. No, it's no, not no. like it's not that. It's not that. far. It's just nice and separated, but you can still really read into it if you're if you're in 1922 in Germany. But, I, but oh, look at the movie, the, the slowness of it. Oh. Look at that is beautiful and yes. scary. That's gorgeous. At the same hour, and now his wife back in Germany is going to have like there's a sort of synchronicity. Something supernatural has combined them. And folks, you might she be saying, yeah, the, this movie moves. This movie has a really fast. nice structure. It's it is really exciting. It really builds. The filters, those, those color a, filters. He has a boat. It's awesome. Oh my god, we didn't even talk about the funniest character. I doubt we'll get to it in this podcast. But how fucking funny is Knock? Knock is amazing. This, like, Knock is like the 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 Watto of Nosferatu, and it's so uh, he's such like a anti-Semitic trope of a real estate agent running around, and and, and he's like he, he loves Nosferatu, and he and he like can't wait for the he calls him the master for the master to come. And Knock is just Knock is just over. Knock is just like a guy. He's a human. He is less. He acts less credibly human than Nosferatu. It's does. so Nock funny. Knock is like drooling all over himself. He's like the beast man. He is. The performance is so bizarre. Ellen. But look, man. Now, you, Ellen you, is sleepwalking. Just, I mean, see, this is all just like. Just feast on these just shots. Just like, yes, yeah, the nightmare. Like having the camera in the house there instead of out on the balcony. So we're seeing through the door of the balcony. I mean, Murnau is truly like just inventing cinema right now. He's so inventing good. the language of movies, how to move quickly, how to move efficiently. Uh, he's. And compared to Look other silent movies, like the use of shadows here, love it. Nosferatu's uh, shadow on the wall. The um, he doesn't rely on title cards too much. You'll see some mm-hmm. of these old silent movies that are just like title card, title card, title card because they're like a play. He is very sparing with the title cards. Everything is being given to you through yeah. images. Everything is being told to you through images. Look at that. She just says a name. That's it. Very spare. Now well, back to Nosferatu on the wall. But you know, I but. Th- the title cards that he does use are very effective with yes. some beautiful language that are really scary and set very up the, scary. the tension. Very so good. scary. Look at how good Nosferatu looks and so scary he looks. Um, but Brett, I was thinking like you're saying about theater being filmed or whatever. Think about how long in G- just Germany for a second uh, uh, with um, Bergman and Fassbinder. They're making, they're filming plays in like 1970. Murnau's here in 1920 and he's making a movie. He, he, it's such a great point. These are such cinematic choices that that, that are so creative. Think about how oh, creative this is. I'm glad you didn't pause it. That's great. Yeah, oh, and look at that. I love the. What, so maybe it's a filmmaking thing. Maybe it's a choice. What's up with like, why is it in a circle? Like, it's so effective. It looks like you're peeping through the whole movie. Yes. I wonder if that, and maybe somebody in the chat can help, or I can look it up after the podcast that you're listening to right now. Sorry, everybody. But the camera is like a, it's like a fisheye sort of circle for yes. the whole film, and the and the sides are all um, it creates dark. a sort of voyeurism. Very, where you're seeing yeah, all yeah. of this like through a lens or through a lens or through a, everything feels like, like a, a, it, it, the camera like blinks. a dream that you're just sort it, it feel, of like maybe glimpsing. it's like Nosferatu's like yes. seeing into her you know because yes. he sort of is like attracted to her and like follows her vibes and goes to her house that's great Margo we, we can stop it there um, so good 
Oh, I love I love Nosferatu. It is such a such a uh, yeah. We're 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 getting to the end here. So let's um we'll wrap up Nosferatu there. Uh, let's go back and watch one scene from Blade though, just because we didn't give Blade a scene, just to refresh our our memory. Yeah, of Blade. before we go ahead and choose here. Uh, let's let's just start with the fucking bloodbath. Let's go to four thirty four thirty uh, four minutes and thirty seconds. And man, just like every fucking beat of Blade, Blade just hits home run after home run out of the gate. It, you know, it started the MCU. It started the Matrix. It started a lot of things. The, the club we're seeing here. Think about what the Matrix takes from this a year later. All right, so here, here's this awesome scene. This is the opening of the film. It's the opening of the film. We get a little cold open where Blade's mom uh, presumably dies. Steven Dorff just floats through the room. Oh, the strobes. The title cards are still coming up as this. Yeah, this is the opening credits. Scene. This is the opening credits. The perfect scene's about to happen. Goyer's oh, best work. And then after this, so that there's the bloodbath scene. Then Blade shows up. Then there's a big fight scene. Okay, I'll stop because here comes the bloodbath. Donald Logue is just having a threesome in the corner. We're wearing a cowboy hat and shouts to Norrington, who we didn't praise enough. Norrington, man. Get more visual effects guys to direct these movies because they bring they the fucking heat. They bring the heat. And then oh, the bloodbath. Bloodbath. Oh no! And here it Fuck. comes. All the sprinklers now. Oh and my there is god! Blood. You think I'm covered in blood? These these people are covered no, in blood. It's so scary. They're slipping in it. It's all over the ground. It's all over them. And this is real blood. Imagine being covered in this much human blood. This visual is so. Powerful and scary, it really is com- competes with so many horror all-time classic visuals. And the music is still going. The the, the uh, claustrophobia Whoa, of it. Scary. Now he realizes they're all vampires. Not being able to get out. Oh my god, this is terrifying. It's claustrophobic. It's crowded. Oh my god. Oh my god, spooky season is here. I'm gonna start off every spooky season with Blade, baby. This movie's so good. Holy shit, these vamps are. They're so hungry. They're covered in blood. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so scary. Oh! Oh! oh. They just punch. That's an old vampire punch in the vampire. face. The old vampire. Oh no! The vampire kick him while he's down. Oh, no, he's like crawling oh, through fuck. rivers that of was blood. So disgusting. So much. Then he comes upon Holy someone who has not a shit. not a single drop of blood on them. The not a single drop stops. of blood. Wait, who's this fucking cool guy? All right, the bloodbath was fun, but who's, who's that? This who's this guy? guy? Man, Black boots. Really bad, Black trench coat. He looks up. Is this a vampire? Oh, you better believe not, baby. That's a daywalker. Look at how slick Blade looks. Looks so cool. Wesley Snipes is so cool. Snipes is an all-time great movie star. He's one of my favorite All-time great movie star. I agree with you. Everything he's in, so much... If you didn't grow up in the 90s, you might not know it, but uh, Wesley Snipes is an all-time great fucking movie star. With you. Presence, charisma, humor, a little bit of weirdness. That weirdness. Yeah, yeah. We're so afraid of like authentic he, he, weirdness. He, he, he's in our so movie stars attractive, now. but he also has like the beautiful, a little weird hotness, which is like the most valuable hotness of them all. He's so fucking cool. Oh yeah. And the visual effects really get start turned oh, off. Oh shit! Vampires coming at him with. Two uh, hooks. I hope you're at work right now, just yeah. watching this with us. Turn it up. Get your get your get your coworkers into. Look at this shit. Wait, you watching Blade? Hell yeah, I'm watching fucking Blade. Oh shit. Yeah, unplug your headphones. Play oh, this through the computer fuck. speakers. Oh Blade. Oh he's. Oh. Oh point. Nothing like a 
point blank shotgun for a vampire. Oh, oh he. Oh, he, oh, he shot her head off. I mean, I this know. is just beautiful. Oh, the shotgun. Oh, my God. Joe, this wait, is exactly wait, what you're talking wait. about. This is the type of violence I can get behind. Yeah, where it's, just, it's all about spectacle oh. and choreography and And, and they're vampires, you know, and they're covered yes. in blood. So it's like, okay, they're bad guys. Oh. Oh, my God, Blade. Wow, Blade. Not taking any <laughs> mercy. Like Wolverine him into the ceiling. Oh, he's turning him into Every skeletons. Every is unique and, like, horror movies utilize your skeletons. No one's utilizing skeletons correctly anymore. Oh my god, turn bad guys into a skeleton when you kill them, folks. Oh, lordy, lordy. I'm just gonna watch Blade for a little bit longer. Blade, Blade, Blade. Oh, he killed the Bloodbath DJ. Wasn't even a Now here comes uh, Donald Luke, who's the underling to Steven Dorff. This guy gets fucked up by Blade three times in this film. Yeah, Blade kills this guy Blade, three yeah, separate Blade, times. Oh, Blade draws a circle around him in blood. With and now we sword. haven't even seen this yet. Oh, Blade can also do. Oh, Blade is a sword? samurai style oh. fighting. This is amazing. Oh, he's so good at jumping. Oh, this look now where oh. they switch to this like oh. empty sauna or oh. something. What is this? This is oh, incredible. The, the Wachowskis can send uh, checks oh, to Norrington and, and uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh shit! He's oh, up. this we gotta watch this when he does yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. This is the first this little so joke, cool. right? He does a little. Yeah. That smile! smile! That smile! He's been so intense, and like, oh, Blade's funny too. Blade's so cool and funny and awesome. Just helping everybody out. Oh. All right, Margo, we can stop there. It's a crime. Oh my god, I know. But keep watching Blade on your own. Keep watching. Here's what I will say too. You know what I watched last night? What? Blade 2. Amazing. I won't get into it now. We'll do it on a different podcast, but guess what? It rules. The last major distinction I want to raise between what Blade was doing and what the because and what the Marvel Cinematic Universe has devolved into. Because we all saw the like, you know, haha, Thor Love and Thunder has like shitty CGI and uh Taika was like phoning it in and ha, isn't that funny? And there's literally that video that was going around where he like watches yeah, the shitty like, CGI stinks. and the joke about it, he stinks, ha 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 ha. But then the movie still makes like shit ton of money and absorbs all fucking media and and entertainment journalism and is like uh, taking up for fucking four screens at all theaters and it's like what like but if no, you're not no, gonna even nope's fuck, it's so cynical at this but point nope's it's here. so fucking cynical it thank god nope is no, here. We'll get, here we'll get to nope in a second it is so fucking cynical whereas blade they are like they don't phone in a single fucking shot a single moment and or a single character every character has backstory every setting is fucking genre based and is creative yeah. uh, every fight the set scene, pieces every are fight awesome. scene has eight to ten fucking moves back to back so they don't fun. they're not just like the same thing over and over again so much thought and like I was just blown away for a comic book movie you know a comic book movie vampire comic movie in the 90s I was blown away by how much thought thought and detail was put into this movie it is truly rich with detail and rich with ideas yeah rich, rich with, with ideas rich with ideas about how to shoot a movie like yeah, this fun. and it should have been the fucking origin point of a new era of comic book movies and instead it got put on a fucking island while the fucking um masters of the universe over at fox and disney went into their fucking boardrooms and thought well that there's something there but how can we make it more but i don't they, know you know, robert they, they, downey again, jr not to defend these these people but they they made three Blade movies. Thank you. They did make three Blade movies. And they made Blade. But they made two more. They made, they, well, look, they they'll, make them, they'll make them because they made money. They made them because they made money, of course. That's an easy decision. But in terms of, like, a, like in terms of the, the direction that Marvel Films was uh, taking course, and the sort of master plan, Blade gave them the master plan, right? Uh, Blade is it's essentially like, it. it's like Mark Jackson is to the Warriors as Blade is yeah. to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, just like Disney. Where he created the, the he created a, a like, a, 
he, there's there's such a, a brilliance and a genius to this movie, and it created this energy, I think, where they're like, okay, let's just keep making Blades until they make money, but then we're also going to go over here and like create like a master plan of how to like really do this. It's like, what do you mean how to really do this? Blade is fucking doing it. Blade is fucking doing it so well, but there are things about Blade, like I said, that I think really scared Marvel, and I've already listed them, and, and you can go back and hear what they were, uh, but there are things that really scared uh, 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 Marvel about Marvel Blade. Marvel was bought by Disney. Thank you. And when Disney bought Star Wars, you know, they threw out the entire EU and they think they think they know better. And then what are we getting now, folks? Dudarinos after Dudarinos except Mandalorian. And they don't give a shit two. because these things still make money and then you can have yeah. uh, Taika go uh, uh, Taika we'll go and watch. do the funny like viral video where he talks about how shit it is and it's just all uh, just more content, baby. Uh, more content, more content, more content, but no ideas. I'm no sa- fucking I'm, ideas. So th- Blade has so many fucking ideas in it and it's a shame that it was not, it did not, it, it's, a, it's a shame that it's not talked about in the way that people talk about the original Iron Man, uh, which is just fucking, you know, military propaganda and like, uh, hey, like, you know, what if Elon Musk was a good guy? Fuck you, Blade. Mahershala Ali is going to be the new Blade. I cannot. Thank you. This is a very important point. Uh, they are finally doing a new Blade with Mahershala Ali. I cannot fucking wait. Uh, I hope it I hope it has the energy of the original Blade. I am a little skeptical uh, uh, as to that because of all the fucking focus groups and all the bullshit it's going to go through. Uh, but I wish them the best. I love Mahershala Ali. I hope, I hope the new Blade fucking rocks. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get into the decision, the big decision. Uh, which movie is going to the canon? Which movie is going to the trash canon? Now, you spoke passionately about Blade, and everyone on the chat is probably, and everyone listening at home is probably thinking, oh my God, Brett's going to pick Blade. So I'm interested, Brett. Like, you know, you, 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 Blade, Blade inspires passion in you, which it should. But what about Nosferatu? Like, you love that film. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I hope my anti-Semitism thing didn't dissuade you. Well, I brought, you. I brought it up, you know, and you ran yeah. with it. I think, no, I, I, that has, we have to take that in consideration, I think. Um, I mean, because I do think, I mean, you know, we want to be honest. I think when yeah, we're talking about what makes, a good, what makes a good film, I don't think um, sort of cultural context and cultural impact, that, that cannot be like a sort of, overriding factor but i also don't think it, it can exists. be eliminated from the equation sure. um i think that's to be considered that being said nosferatu i do firmly believe really you know invents um german expressionism which in turn invents cinema as we know it and invents uh invents genre cinema invents the idea that cinema doesn't just have to be these like you know plays about aristocrats that we that we put a camera in front of that 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 cinema can be nightmare cinema can be genre that we can do these we can do genre genre seriously but it also can be entertaining and the best genre that movies can move fast they can be efficient uh they don't have to rely on dialogue and title cards they can tell their stories through images uh nosferatu really is so um impactful and influential but at the end of the day my main my main points for Nosferatu would be it's 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 how influential it is, how kind of um, important what what it's doing is to later, you know. But which movie is better? Which do I think is the better movie? That's right. Not. Uh, I was just so blown away by how good Blade is, by how fucking good Blade is, and I don't I don't mean like, and not even in a sense of like you know um, uh, I'm trying to like. You know, uh, you know, rescue something from the mainstream. Like Blade is a good fucking movie. No, like end of sentence. End of sentence. No caveats. It is a good fucking movie. And in a genre, to be honest, here's the thing. Here's why I'm going to put Blade in the canon. There, uh, there. I said it. I'm putting Blade. Well, in the if canon. I allow you to. Here is why I'm putting Blade in the canon. 
Well, I am doing it, and you do you, and then we combine our answers. So I'm putting Blade in the canon because mm. I am so over comic book movies. I'm so exhausted by them, so fucking enervated by them. Uh, I think I think it's a big, cynical fucking power grab. Um, I think it's it's just what everything, every what every business uh, trends towards these days, which is just let's swallow up as much fucking capital, as much attention, as much space as we can. Um, and I think it's just about money and I think the movies are Duh. pretty dumb and I think uh, everybody's kind of phoning it in now um, and I I wish it didn't have to come to that I wish I wish the, 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 the Marvel Cinematic Universe could just sort of coexist along other genres and be part of this big panoply of film and American cinema but instead it wants to be the only game in town and I fucking hate that and it doesn't deserve it because those movies aren't that good um, with some exceptions but so this was a genre that I was very exhausted by. And then going back to Blade, I was like, oh, what a... I, I, I took a bloodbath, baby. I bathed in the yeah, blood of Blade, and I came out anew. I was baptized, and now I'm a new person. I love fucking comic book movies if they are if Blade. They are Blade. <laughs> yeah, if they're a Blade movie, I like it as well. I also like Superman, too. Uh, so I'm putting Blade in the canon. When you press play on a movie... Anything can happen. But when I press play on a movie, the most I wish happened is all the things that happened in Blade. I'm also putting Blade in the canon. Fuck yes. Blade is 100% going in the canon. Nosferatu, have fun in the fucking trash cannon. Get the trash cannon, you, baby. You just got bladed. There's, it's not even a question. Guys, Blade is so good that not only did I watch Blade 2 immediately afterwards, I watched Blade again in the background of my house, just because I thought it was so freaking fun and surprising and delightful and creative. So many choices that I didn't even, I would never consider, I haven't seen them, and people need to go back to this film, be inspired by this film, and take notes from this film. I want to learn more from this film. And here's the thing. wonderful horror action filmmaking, and Wesley Snipes is a bonafide movie star, and this movie slaps, it is fun, it is funny, it is uh, um, uh, scary. It has balls. It's a great film. We are not. We are not fucking. Uh, you know these annoying film bro comic book fucking nerds up on if YouTube we say so. being like, oh, they should, why don't they nominate uh, Avengers Endgame for Best Picture? That is not us. We are fucking sophisticated. We are cinephiles. We love <laughs> cinema. We are true. We I am are telling you. I am telling you. Look at us. Look at us. We are fucking cinema cinephiles to our core. We love movies. We love the fucking art of movie making. Yeah, I am telling you, I do. I love not movies. not from the point of view of of, of of some comic book film bro guy. I am telling you, I think Blade is legitimately a better movie than Nosferatu. I think is a fucking masterpiece. Blade is one of the top five movies we watch on this podcast. No lie, I'm not. I'm, I'm uh, in the mood for love before sunrise. Uh, Red Shoes, Petra von Kahn, we, we, uh Fuck! All right, now I got to start over. Well, maybe okay. Uh, soon, episode, the, soon we should soon we should okay, give yeah. like a little. We'll think about it. Weekend folks. Bernie's. You think about it. I have to go think about it. I kind of wonder. Let's let's do top five next week. Top right. five movies top on this five, podcast. Top so far. five uh, movies we've watched on this podcast. And we have so two. Far. What are we watching next week? Maybe they'll be part of it. What are the films, Brett? And then whatever the top. Okay, great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a good game for next week. Next week, all right, a little change in the routine here uh, on the calendar, and it's for it's for cool reasons, good good cool reasons. Um, next week on the calendar, we were gonna do uh, Ratatouille versus the Cook, the Thief, his wife, and her lover, the pre- Peter Greenway movie. Uh, we are moving that. Uh, that was a listener suggestion as well. Thank you, Kaylee. Thank we are you. moving that 
into mid-August because we are potentially going to have a big guest for that episode. So we are moving that into mid-August um, to accommodate our guest. Fingers crossed that that works out. Be? Fingers crossed. I'm like all stuck together. Who's it going to be? Um, so instead, next week, baby, we are hitting, we are getting, we are getting a, a, a first run with it. We are getting uh, relevant with it. We are getting Whoa, into the culture. We are going to watch... Um, from the art house, um, and this is kind of you know this is the, who cares? It's going to be the biggest movie of the weekend. From the art house, but, baby, it's got an art house spirit. It's got an art house mentality uh, because it's made by the one and only Jordan Peele. We are going to watch Nope. We're going to watch Nope, and we are going to compare it with. I was thinking maybe Fire in the Sky with DB Sweeney, but then nah, I'm like, nah, man, nah, let's nah. get a real battle of the yeah, Titans yeah, here. What else is it? Come on, uh, Brad, give let's it to us. let's get. So we're going to do Nope versus M Night Shyamalan signs <laughs> signs. So let's go. I said, Joe, I don't know if I can watch that man on film anymore, but we're gonna. I'm you know gonna give I it said? a go. You can, and we're gonna do. I'm it next gonna week give it a go. Podcast. I do like M Night Shyamalan, so I'm doing it for M Night Shyamalan, one of our last true B movie. Uh, Philly uh, represent. One of our, one of, Philly represent one of our last. Uh, such a. Uh, I, I'm very interested to talk about Shyamalan's reputation next week because I, I think he has been um, uh, unfairly maligned because people misunderstood what he is and what he does. He is a class. He's one of our last great fucking B-movie directors, B-horror directors. Every movie's original IP. Every movie's fucking high concept. Every movie's low budge. I fucking love Shyamalan. So yeah, we are too. going to- we are going to uh, uh, Peel uh, versus Shyamalan. Nope. Peel versus Shyamalan. Nope versus signs. Um, I also am very curious to see what Nope is actually about. Me too. Um, because uh, we are going hard into it's about aliens, but the trailer seems to be hinting that maybe it's something else is going on there. I can't wait. wait. Fucking can't wait. Fuck with my brain, Jordan Peel. I cannot fucking wait Big for fan. Nope. Obviously, uh, I also duh. I'm also excited for a signs rewatch. As much as so excited much as, for a uh, signs rewatch. Much as it has old old fucking. Oh, you uh, can close your you eyes know. during the Mel Gibson parts. Jesus uh, Christ. All right. So uh, thank you so much for joining us for our first live stream. This is so much fun. I don't know how I'm going to get all this yeah, fucking blood off of me. Me neither. Uh, I mean, I might just drive home like this and <laughs> cross my fingers. It all turns out all right. And red lights just wave the people. Uh, all right, all right folks. Well, thank this was you fun. so much. Enjoy I appreciate your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Go see Nope. Go see Nope Go this see weekend. Nope. Go and watch then, Signs. And then join us next weekend for Nope versus Signs. Uh, next week, we will also have, I'm also going to put out our calendar for the next couple months so you can start to watch ahead if you want, see what we're going to be watching. Continue to send us audience uh, uh suggestions for pairings we definitely use those today was one uh you know there will be more in the near future uh so send us your ideas on twitter and instagram at weekend bergman you can also email us at weekend weekend bergman at gmail.com uh Absolutely. if you want to do a version of our theme song uh we will play it on the on the air send us to weekend bergman at gmail.com as well thank you so much and enjoy your weekend suck some blood baby Woo! forever this has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.